Welcome to the Farmer's Beat. This week, we have a guest episode by our friends at California Certified Organic Farmers Foundation, or CCOF Foundation. Thanks for tuning in, and now let's hear the story they have to share this week. Welcome to Radio Organic, the podcast dedicated to unearthing inspired ideas in organic food and agriculture. We bring professionals from the field together for real-life discussions about the practical techniques to help your business thrive. Brought to you by CCOF, Radio Organic is the conversation about today's organic world. Hi, my name is Jamie Collins. I'm an organic farmer, marketing consultant, and the host of today's podcast. This is episode two of a four-part series on direct marketing strategies for organic farmers part of the CCOF's Foundation Organic Training Institute. Find more episodes and resources at ccof.org forward slash OTI. Today, we are speaking with John and Kyle Garoni of Far West Fungi. For more than 35 years, the family has been dedicated to the growing distribution and marketing of organic specialty mushrooms. With mushroom farm facilities located in Monterey and Santa Clara counties in California, Far West Fungi cultivates a wide array of organic mushrooms including shiitake, tree oyster, king trumpet, lion's mane, wood ear, cinnamon cap, and reishi mushrooms. They also offer an impressive line of mushroom-inspired products, including teas, tinctures, and powders, as well as mushroom cultivation kits. Longtime vendors at farmers markets in the San Francisco Bay Area, Far West Fungi also runs two retail stores, markets their products online, and sells to wholesale distributors. Today, we will hear how Far West Fungi leverages their direct-to-consumer sales outlets to keep tabs on market trends, test out new products, and educate consumers about all things mushroom. John and Kyle, welcome to Radio Organic. Hey, hey, how you guys doing? Yeah, thank you. It's so great to have you with us today. I'm excited to be speaking with you both and learning how your business has grown since I sold your mushroom 15 years ago at my farmer's market stand. Your operation is truly a family business. Just to orient our listeners, can you both tell us your roles at Far West Fungi and how long you've been involved with the business? John, let's start with you and then move to Kyle. Uh, Toby, my wife, and I started Far West Fungi. Actually, we started it as a a mail-order mushroom growing supply business, and then we sold our mushrooms uh, at the farmer's markets. Our sons have always helped us in our business, so it was kind of like a natural transition that they kind of take on different roles in our markets. Um, you know, we have Ian who basically handles all of it. And then Sean who handles direct marketing, Lauren, who is at our distribution center, and then Kyle uh, who's with us and who is our grower. I'm the production manager. So I'm in charge of, you know, selling and uh, I handle basically all the farm part of the business. Great. Thanks for that. Your farm offers a wide array of both fresh mushrooms as well as a diversity of mushroom products like jerky, teas, tinctures, and powders. Can you tell us a little about how you move from fresh mushrooms to more diversified products? And uh, what was the first product you tried? We had uh, a certain strain of shiitake that uh, grew a very long stem. And so we were looking to see how we could use that. Um, And so the first product that we really brought to market was the mushroom jerky. Um, and it's still one of our more popular products that we have, um, for what we do in processing and distribution. Yeah. A lot of it started, you know, in the beginning when, you know, I started attending conferences, um, really worldwide 
And you know, we started seeing other products and you know, other mushrooms also. I mean, when we started all we had were white mushrooms. You know, we were coming to market with you know large white mushrooms, small white mushrooms, and then open cap ones. And then you know, products, you know, growing tech, we started learning different growing techniques. So we started, you know, growing like portobellas. And a lot of it was things that we learned from these conferences and also seeing different mushroom products in different parts of the world that really kind of, you know, interested us in, you know, finding, you know, new, new mushrooms and new products that we could offer. Great. So in terms of sales, what percent of them come from your process products? Um, I mean, we do not have an exact number because most of it is um, when we have overproduction. So, um, you know, it might be on certain weeks, it could be up to two to 3%. Um, and other weeks, it might be zero. So it just really depends on, um, you know, if we have too much uh, production for our fresh market and to alleviate that pressure and also um, allows us not to have to drop our prices, say we have to sell at a, a lower price. So it definitely um, smooths things out and then adds that um, benefit to the, uh, you know, production and distribution. So which is your most popular process product uh, right now? Mm, shiitake jerky is still the most popular. We have um, many different types of jerky from oyster. Um, we have like a black oyster jerky. So different ones, but shiitake still is probably the most uh, popular we have now. And we we generally just run out all the time. So it's uh, the first one of our first process products is still uh, the definite winner kind of started out as you know a way of us uh moving out excess product and you know we had strains that produced a lot of stems so for us it was a good way of you know being able to uh you know make a really marketable product out of um, what would have been a waste product you dry your mushrooms as well correct yeah we have a wide array of, of dried mushrooms you know most of the mushrooms we have uh you know a certain percentage does go for for drying at our, that we sell at our stores and at the farmer's markets. Okay. So um, I know you started selling fresh mushrooms at farmer's markets in the San Francisco Bay area 35 years ago and have been a steadfast market vendor ever since. In 2004, you opened your first retail store at the Ferry Plaza Public Market in San Francisco, California. Can you tell us what inspired you to branch out into a retail setting? First, we had a great opportunity. I mean, we were selling at the farmers' markets uh, at the ferry building, and um, it, the opportunity arose to open a store there. And you know, part of it was there were certain products that we couldn't sell at the farmers' markets: uh, wild mushrooms, um, you know, some of the processed foods. You know, were not did not you know, meet the rules of direct marketing. So we thought it would be a, you know, a good place to introduce new items and you know, also you know, bring in some you know, different kind of mushroom products. Were there any unexpected challenges with running a retail store that caught you by surprise? Well, recently the COVID kind of really took us completely by surprise and the fact that you know, just we had to set up new protocols to be able to you know, sell our mushrooms. Um, which was one of the biggest ones recently. What about when you started the Ferry Plaza store? Actually, they kind of worked hand in hand with each other. And, you know, there are people who come to the farmer's market who really aren't really interested in the retail land. 
So we have successfully run the farmer's market there in addition to having the retail outlet. Oh, that's great. Um, you also mentioned during our pre-recording chat, uh, while you wholesale about 80% of your mushrooms, your direct-to-consumer sales outlets really drive the creativity and diversity of the products you create. How do you leverage farmer's market and your retail stores to expand the varieties and products that your business offers? So one of the benefits to do, uh, you know, direct marketing is that we can test new varieties. Um, if we're reliant on a wholesaler, um, sometimes they're not as willing to try a new mushroom, like say something like lion's mane. And so this, you know, ability that we can go direct to the consumer, we can try out new products, try new mushrooms and uh, test that market which is really great for us because we can introduce new things that are working well on the farm end and really inspire people about how do you cook these mushrooms? How do you prepare them? How interesting foods can you make with them? And so I think the farmer's markets and the retail stores are are a really um, nice way for us to see where things are and also influence the market. And I'm sure, does that go for your, the bought-in products, like the tinctures and things that you, you know, were buying in to sell at your retail locations as well? So we make the tinctures from our mushrooms. So that's also, yeah, very important. But, you know, all the products that we try to um, bring in are also um, things that we love and we, we try ourselves and then we can influence, you know, people and have what their opinions are of these products. So we're constantly, you know, testing and seeing what the consumer likes and also what we like and, and try to bring that to the consumer as well. Great. So you uh, you just opened a new retail store in Santa Cruz, California that offers mushroom inspired prepared foods as well as your fresh mushrooms and mushroom products. How do you see this new venture fitting into the growth of your company? So I think, you know, we started at the Ferry Building and the Ferry Building is a very um, unique place. And so we really liked, you know, our store, but we also wanted to say, see how it would work in, you know, not at the Ferry Building per se. And so we thought that Santa Cruz would be an awesome place. It's really close to our uh, farm in Moss Landing. And uh, we, so it's kind of like a testing ground to see how we can um, introduce mushrooms in a smaller community. And maybe we can um, apply this to other communities. Um, so at this one, we have a, a small um, cafe, which is also nice to introduce people to new varieties of mushrooms and how to cook them, which is, I think, a, a big challenge a lot of times. And so um, the Santa Cruz store is something for us to kind of showcase all the products we do and also the prepared food that we um, are also making now. That's super interesting. So I know that you have a very distinct brand. Your packaging is black and you use sort of an old-timey font in your logo. What was your inspiration for the brand and how do you keep your branding consistent across um, your different sales outlets and your retail stores? Well, it did develop with the business. Um, when we started the ferry building, we got a, a real unique place that had kind of a distinct style. So we kind of went with a kind of very old-fashioned kind of place. We kind of designed the place. Uh, which was previously the uh, baggage area. So we kind of wanted it to look, you know, with uh, packaging crates and kind of a produce looking place. Um, and we carried that on to the logo in our boxes and to the farmer's markets. And it was just, you know, kind of, you know, the kind of look we wanted for the company. And it kind of grew from there. 
I noticed that the new retail store in Santa Cruz has sort of a lighter and brighter, more modern interior than the San Francisco shop. Was that purposeful or was the design based on the retail space that, that was available? Well, that was part of it. Um, but also, you know, the the design had to be a little different since we were offering food. And it was, you know, it is intended as a takeout place. We do have a little seating there. And it kind of makes it a cozy little place where people can meet. Um, and that, you know, just because the dynamic is a little different and also, you know, the area of the store is kind of different. So, you know, the whole front is covered with windows. So it is a brighter place. And you kind of, you know, that's the look of the store. Great. Um, so, John, you mentioned that the second and third generations are bringing a lot of energy and young blood to the business. How do you think this benefits your business and what do you and what does the family envision for the future of Far West Fungi? Well, it's been pretty amazing how everybody has really brought, you know, a lot to the table. Um, Ian uh, was a business major. And when he came in, you know, he really brought a whole uh, different dynamic to our business. Uh, he's managed the stores. And, you know, our, our son, Lauren, who handles the wholesale accounts, you know, he ha he's had his career originally in the wine industry. So he brought a whole bunch to the whole wholesale end of our business. Um, and Kyle, you know, he graduated from UC. He's a biology major and he has really made a lot of dynamic changes and, you know, designed the whole farm in um, Santa Clara. We have grandchildren now at our markets, you know, um, and um, it's just carrying through and I think it'll grow with the individuals that come into it. That's so great to have a family affair. Um, just to wrap things up, what advice do you have for organic farmers and food businesses that are just getting started? Um, I would say good luck. <laughs> and, um, you know, just the market is definitely changing. And we know that right now with the mushroom industry and just mushrooms in general, there's definitely a big boom. And I think with um, COVID, just the food trend has changed. We're seeing a lot more people being inspired to cook at home and also to produce their own food. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of interest right now about just eating good food and, and how you can prepare that properly. Yeah, you know, direct marketing is a great way to start your business. I mean, it gives you an idea of what the you know public demands are and also, you know, what interests them in a way of adding, you know, value added products. Um, and you get a lot of ideas from the public. You know, our original jerky recipe came from a customer. So, um, you know, it's um, it's part of the growing process, the whole marketing. So um, I do recommend people to, you know, who are interested in direct marketing. It's a wonderful way to come in contact with your customers. It gives you a good idea of the value of your product and what direction you might want to take it. That's really great advice. Thank you so much for your time. It was great speaking with you both. I was really fascinated to hear about your operation, as I'm sure our audience was too, especially since there's so much interest these days in all things mushroom. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Radio Organic and special thanks to Community Alliance with Family Farmers and the Farmers Beat for helping us kick off this pilot series. Join us next time for a conversation with Patricia Rodriguez of Rodriguez Farms on how they transitioned to organic due to customer demand. If you have suggestions for future episodes, follow the feedback link in the podcast description or email CSUF Foundation 
at ccof.org. Radio Organic is a production of the CCOF Foundation. Guided by the wisdom of its farming roots, the CCOF Foundation unites the organic community to advance organic agriculture, offering intentional education, financial support, and growth opportunities for organic professionals. Learn more at ccof.org forward slash foundation.